0: Let me say this about Veterans Day this year, and, and not only the veterans, but especially those who are now serving. So we are living in a very chaotic world, and uh, our, our soldiers, men and women, uh, are under fire even as we speak. Uh, and, uh, and we have no guarantee that it will not spread into a, uh, a bigger conflict. Uh, with more people involved. So if ever we prayed for our soldiers, if ever we did, let's pray for them now. Let's lift them up in prayer. And I know our veterans are praying for the soldiers because you've been there and you know, you understand exactly uh, what they're going through. And, uh, and uh, I have veterans in my family. I have my youngest son who is a veteran of the war in Afghanistan. Uh, and... Uh, you know what, I don't have many stories to tell. Because he doesn't want to tell those stories. He, he, it, what he went through, he doesn't share. And so we have soldiers today that may be going through that very thing. If someone has done military service to earn the title veteran and more, they earn our deep respect and admiration They are special no one else can ignore. They sacrifice the comforts we enjoy. The list is long of all the things they gave. Our veterans are extraordinary people. They're loyal, dedicated, true, and brave. When terror and invasion were real threats, they showed us they could handle any storm. We owe our freedom and our very lives to our veterans who served in uniform. Our veterans should be celebrities. They're exceptional. No other group compares. We're grateful for the many things they've done. They're always in our hearts and in our prayers. We owe our veterans support and friendship. Let no one ever question what they're worth. These men and women served us and our country. Our veterans are the very best on earth.
1: in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this morning. It is good to be a soldier, a retired soldier. We thank you, Lord, for the Lord Jesus Christ who gave us this free country. Yes. When I look at that flag, it means so much to me to see the red, white, and blue. Thank you, Lord, for safety and security and just what it means to us. Now, thank you, Lord, for what the Lord Jesus Christ did for us on the cross of Calvary, how he paid a debt he did not owe, because we had a debt we couldn't possibly pay. Thank you, Lord, that Jesus went all the way for us on the cross of Calvary. Thank you, Lord, that center cross was his delight, if you will, please, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that he paid that debt that we did not, uh, we could not pay. Thank you, Lord, for the resurrection and the life, the way, the truth, and the life. Thank you, Lord, that he loves us that much that he went all the way for us and shed his blood, that precious blood that was shed that day. Lord, thank you for this service now. Lord, if that soul that's nearest hell is here, I pray they get saved by grace through faith. And thank you, Lord, for the message. Thank you, Lord, for the choir when it sings. Thank you lord for everything you've done for us thank you for the soldiers that were uh, um, uh, represented here lord if i can say that thank you lord for loving us when we weren't really that lovely and god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life thank you lord for the bible the word the holy book tells us that so. In Jesus precious holy and immaculate name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: 185.
2: 185 everybody stand. Glory to his name. Down at the cross where my Savior died, down where for cleansing from sin I cried, there to my heart was the blood applied, glory to His name. the blood Take sí,
3: Got a few announcements I want to remember this morning, but whereas also uh, we want to make sure that if you're visiting with us this morning for the first time or first time in a long time, we got visitor packet back there. Lots of great information about the church. There's a visitor card in there we'd love you to fill out. Just raise your hand real high if you're visiting with us. First time, first time in a long time. Love to have a record of that visit. All right, maybe you're here this morning and you need a prayer card. You've got a prayer request you want the church to remember. Right up here towards the front, Brother Ronnie, or Brother Mike, whoever, they're going to race. Look at them. There they go. Place your bet. I mean, don't do that. No. And then right over here, we've got another. All right. All right. We'll make sure that we read those tonight, add them to the prayer list as well. Uh, we've got a few announcements that we want to remember, but I also have a card here that I want to read. It says, So Grateful. It says, Dear Pastor Mike and Church Family, Thank you so much for the visits, phone calls, cards and prayers during my surgeries and my other health problems. Special thanks to Liz Ballou and Carrie Duval for meals and offers to run errands for me. Uh, I, read this, uh, I read this daily to remind me of God's love and uh, constant presence. At the end of the day, I am thankful that my blessings are bigger than my problems. Again, thanks, God bless, love in Christ, Diane Bandy, and uh, we're thankful that she's here today, and we praise the Lord for that, and we've been praying for them often, and we just love to see them here. I've got a couple of announcements. Again, make sure we've mentioned some of them already, so I'm going to go through them kind of quickly. Get a bulletin. Make sure that you've got that so that you can keep it with you and make sure you've got the announcements. Cantata practice. uh, It's not tonight, right? Tonight, it's 6 o'clock. Tonight at 6 o'clock, cantata practice, Wednesday evening following the service. Then tonight we have our deacon ordination service. That'll be at 7 o'clock. We will have a time of questioning by the deacons and by ordained uh, folks. That'll be downstairs at 6 o'clock, so we'll be doing that and then we'll be up here uh, we'll have a special special message and also we'll lay hands on them at the end of the service so don't forget about that youth group discovery club tuesday night 6:30 to 8:30. children's christmas practice the nmbc cornhole league on thursdays like make sure you get it there's a lot going on a lot of things happening so we want to make sure that you know what's going on and then last night We had our WMU uh, Thanksgiving banquet and auction, and the WMU would like to give a big thank you to everyone. With uh, the money that was raised last night, they were able to bring in $6,524, amen. And the WMU ladies would like to give a special thank you to Ruth Rowland who made the quilts. It's wonderful, all of the ladies in the kitchen the Blevins family for the many uh, different ways that they helped, all those who helped with cleanup and setup, and everyone who donated something towards the effort. And so we praise the Lord for that. Always a great time at the WMU uh, and at the Thanksgiving banquet. We love that. All right, at this time we'll have our ushers come for this Sunday morning tithes and offerings. And as already has been mentioned, it's Nanny's birthday today, and they didn't tell you how old she was, but you know what? I heard she doesn't mind you knowing that she's 93 years old today, amen. And that's awesome, isn't it? Wonderful. Yeah. That's just worth celebrating, amen. And so we thank the Lord for their faithfulness at our church and the blessing that they've been. Amen. I'm asked Jason if he would to ask a blessing on the offering. May not know you in salvation. We pray that they would come to know you this morning, Lord. As we take up this offering, we pray that we would use it in a way that would be honoring to you and the furtherance of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, Amen. One hundred
2: five. One hundred five. Everybody stand. I- Resolve no longer to linger, charmed by the world's green light. Things that are higher, things that are nobler, these have a my sight. I will hasten to it, hasten to gladness. I've read the words in red how you leave the 99 to find the one missing feels like that was written with me on your mind and the prodigal son say that with me on your
4: Yeah.
3: that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is very much that same way. Don't get me wrong. The depth of who Jesus Christ is, who he is, he's our propitiation of sins, he's our redeemer, he's all these things. The depth is there. But you know what kind of starts to mean the most to you is that he's the best friend you ever had. Amen. And how simple is that word? We all know what a friend is. You might not know what propitiation means. You might not even know what redeemer means. That that word might be completely lost to you. But the fact of the matter is, is that Jesus is the best friend that I ever had. It doesn't matter who you are or what you're going through. You know that word. You know what it means to have someone that's just there for you no matter what. Man, it is good to worship Jesus. Also in the simplicity that when you really need it, there's nobody else can do what Jesus Christ can do. When you really need a friend, right? It's not that you need them to say the perfect words. It's not that you need them to do some over-the-top gesture. You just need them to be there because they're your friend. Jesus is always there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: got a friend, closer than a brother, there is no judgment, oh how he loves me, I've got a friend, and he is my strength, he is my portion, He's with me in the valley and with me in the fire, with me in the storm Let all my life. Sufficient. So come if you need needing forgiveness or healing. His mercy, it's enough. Oh, and this is our home. The cross. Is
5: things that we saw we just don't talk about but the thing of it is God let me come home he was protecting me but I'm thankful for God's grace but most of all for his mercy seen others over there that you wouldn't have thought they'd know God in any way but when things start to happen and actions took place you could hear them saying oh God that's letting me know that they knew there was a supreme being the God Jehovah but I'm thankful for those that made their decisions while they were there and I'm thankful for the liberties that I have thankful for my family the wife had put up with me for 57 years but I'm thankful for my grandchildren great-grandchildren God is wonderful. His grace is sufficient, and his mercy endures.
6: And there at that old altar, I bowed so deep breath. And God gave me mercy when my sins I confess Now I am a Christian, and I'm on my way. Just kneel down and pray He still has mercy and He'll save you
2: comes down, shake hands with somebody as they come down.
0: All right. Wonderful to be in the house of the Lord on a Sunday morning. Amen. If you have your Bible, I'd like for you to find 1 Timothy chapter number 3. 1 Timothy chapter number 3. And we're only going to take a minute. I wasn't really sure what time it was. Actually, I was... Looking at the clock wrong, I thought I had more time than I did, so uh, well, anyway, we'll take a few minutes uh, from 1 Timothy chapter number 3, we're going to read from verse 13 down to verse 16, and uh, I'm like Michael this morning, I am, uh, I'm still turning in my Bible to find it, alright, 1 Timothy chapter number 3, and we're going to read it, verse number 13 to 16, and uh, then we'll uh, take a, just a few minutes and look in. I do. I did want to take some time this morning because um, along with the fact that today is uh, uh, the Sunday after Veterans Day, and we certainly uh, wanted to be mindful of that, but it's also a very special day uh, for us here at Nottingham, uh, and that's because tonight we'll order to, we'll, we will ordain two new deacons. And let me say that um, deacons don't come along that often at Nottingham. I don't know if you've noticed that, but uh, I've been the pastor here for uh, 30 years almost, and uh, we still have, uh, is it? I think it's five, we still have five of the same deacons that were here when I came. <laughs> uh, 29 years, still serving and, uh, uh, or maybe it's four, uh, it's four or five, uh, but it's brother Jim, and it's brother Donald, and it's brother uh, Basil, uh, and, uh, and brother Barry. So uh, we have four of the same deacons that were here when I first came, and, uh, and so we only have eight deacons. <laughs> so it means we've only added a few deacons during this time, and uh, two of them added today and so I just wanted to make some comments about our deacons this morning from, uh, specifically, not so much about the deacons, but about us as a church and uh, how we view the deacons and how we look at the deacons. Michael's going to preach a charge to the two, uh, two new deacons tonight, and well, he should. He should charge them to be all that they should be as deacons uh, in the church. But I wanted to take a few minutes this morning and talk about not only what, the, what we expect the deacons to do for the church, but what we as the church ought to do for the deacons. And uh, it makes a difference. So if you found uh, 1 Timothy chapter number 3, verse number 13, if you'd stand with us, please, in the honor of the reading of the Word of God. For they that have used the office of a deacon well... Purchase to themselves a good degree and great boldness in the faith, which is in Christ Jesus. These things write I unto thee, hoping to come unto thee shortly. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Dear Lord, we pray that you'd help us the understanding of the word. Even if we only take a few moments this morning, we pray that they might be used wisely. Lord, that we might draw from the scripture that that would strengthen and encourage us. And we pray it all in Jesus name and for His sake, Amen, you may be seated. But just let's just get right into this so that we don't uh, we don't spend too much time. but verse number thirteen is an often overlooked verse. There are verses ahead of it uh, that give us the qualifications uh, of, bishop, of bishop and deacons, and we want to remember those, and I'm sure that if it's not out of Timothy, it'll come out of somewhere uh, concerning the qualifications of a deacon somewhere this evening. Uh, but uh, but verse thirteen is often set aside. It's it's either briefly mentioned, and even in commentaries, I've noticed uh, that uh, it's it's maybe a sentence at the most two on this uh, verse of scripture. You'll have other verses that will have pages dedicated to them, uh, and then you come to this verse and then it has a line, maybe two, if it is mentioned at all. Sometimes it's just lumped in with the rest of the verses in this chapter and, uh, and uh, there's no comment at all made specifically about this verse. And by the way, I want to say that about commentators, okay? So if you read commentaries often, and uh, uh, I have in the past read commentaries, quite extensively and the one thing i can say about them is if it's really hard to understand they don't have anything to say about it amen you take the hardest verses in the bible and you look them up in the commentaries and they don't say anything they're they're just lumped in with the rest of the verses and they don't mention them at all uh and some of them some of the commentators do try to tackle the the more difficult passages but most of them don't they just just don't say anything about them, leaving us, uh, you know, uh, uh, unlearned and uneducated men to just do our best with it. But, uh, but verse number 13 is often overlooked, and, uh, but yet it's a very, very beautiful verse. They that have used the office of a deacon, well, purchase unto themselves a good degree. Great boldness in the faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So I had to look this up. I had not not in the commentaries, but I had to look it up in the Greek because I thought, well, surely he's not talking about they get for them a good college or university degree. I knew that's not what he was talking about so I had to find out you know a little bit more about it so I looked up the meaning of the Greek words Uh, and again I'm not going to say much but uh, the commentators sometimes don't really it doesn't seem that they did that Uh, but I want you to notice the 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 Greek meaning of the word good degree and that's a good translation in many ways but but notice what he says, a good degree. What, what, is, what do you mean a good degree? Well, actually, it can mean one of two things in the Greek. It can mean a very high honor. A very high honor. Now, I want you to think about it. We, we don't really see the deacons a lot. They rarely get up front. And uh, we don't have very many deacons that, that get you know, get up front and lead in Bible study or, uh, or, or do the, uh, the, the work up front. Barry gets up front more than the rest because he sings in the choir. And uh, so, but, we, but most of our deacons, they're not up front a lot. Have you noticed that? So what are they doing? They're doing the office of a deacon. And what does that mean? That means they're serving the congregation. They're making sure that if you have a need, that need is met. Amen? Often the deacons get together and, and I'll, I'll miss it. Uh, I used to never miss a deacons meeting. You know why, don't you? For first five years I was here, I was afraid they'd vote me out. So I wasn't going to miss a deacons meeting. I had to be here for everyone. Now I miss quite a few. And sometimes I'll say, well, what was discussed in the deacons meeting? Oh, well, we had to take care of somebody in the church that had a need. Somebody in the church that had a problem. Somebody in the church that was walking through a valley. Somebody in the church that had a difficulty. We we're trying to make sure that that need doesn't go overlooked. Doesn't, doesn't get looked at. Doesn't get missed altogether. They, they do a lot of the things you don't want to do. Amen? They make sure that we got a caretaker. They make sure that the caretaker's doing his job. They make sure that the building is kept up in good repair and that maintenance done on a regular basis. They, they do all the little things that nobody really notices, but if we didn't have deacons, the building would be falling down around our ears. You know, you, know, you, you see what I'm saying? So, what, what do we owe them for doing all of this? We owe them a very great honor. I, I mentioned three deacons this morning in the little pastor's pen. Brother Jim and Brother Donald and Brother Basil, they're not quite as active as they used to be. They're still deacons, but they, they they don't do the visits and they're not quite as active as they were before. But don't you honestly believe that when we're standing in front of these men, we owe them honor? They've served the office of deacon exceedingly well. They deserve our respect. Let me tell you something. You can talk to anybody any way you want to, but in the house of God, it's not wise to speak to the leaders of the church with disrespect. Paul tells us that. You can disagree with me, and that's fine. And by the way, I've had people yell at me in this church. (laughs) In the past. Yeah, I've had them yell at me and tell me what a terrible job I was doing. And you know what? One of my deacons came up and said, Preacher, we're right behind you and not very far. I appreciate deacons that stand with the pastor when he's walking through the valley. I appreciate deacons who deserve the respect of the church, a very great honor. But then there's another phrase that we could use in the Greek, (laughs) and this was the one I liked the best. The other phrase is simply this, a beautiful dignity. Yeah, the Greek words purchase a good degree can be understood as a beautiful dignity. Now, I want to say something. We're not a dignified church. That goes without saying. I mean, we hoop and holler and shout and praise the Lord and Sing 25 songs when the Holy Spirit's in it. Amen. You know, I mean, we, we, we're not a dignified church, but I want you to know that does not mean that there's not dignity among the brethren in the house of God. There, I remember my dad said this one time years and years ago. He said that one of the churches he pastored first, he said everybody, all the men in the church, they wore overalls to church. You know, they wore, they wore their best white shirt under it on a Sunday, but they still wore their overalls to church. He said, but you know what? When we had communion, he said those men would rise in their overalls and their white starched shirts. They would walk down the aisle to stand before the communion table. And he said there was a real dignity among what they were doing. There was a real dignity in those men. It's a beautiful dignity. Don't you think that our Savior had dignity when he walked upon the earth? Don't you think that he was worthy of that dignity as he served? Some spat upon him. Some pulled his beard. Some beat upon his back with the cat of nine tails. But he still walked with dignity. For he was the son of the living God. I wish I had time to cover all the rest of the verses here, which I don't, but, but I will say this. He says this in this passage of scripture in verse number 16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in glory. What is he talking about here? Spurgeon put it this way. He says, When he says without controversy, I suppose that he means there ought to be no controversy about these facts, though controversies have arisen concerning them and always will. Since the most self evident truth will always find self evident fools to contradict it. (laughs) To contradict the Word of God and its statements is foolish. Only a fool would err therein. Amen. And you know, part of what our what of these deacons have done is they have stood by and protected the word of God all these years. Now, they haven't called a preacher in a long time. And I'm glad. Amen. I'm glad they hadn't called a preacher in a long time. I'm glad that 29 years ago they called you this one and you got stuck with him. I'm I'm glad. But when they did call this preacher, when they questioned me, you know what it was about? It was about the Word of God. Amen? Do you know they never asked me how much money I needed to make? The deacons never asked me that. The the deacons never asked me what I thought of the parsonage. Not one time. They didn't ask me what kind of car I drove and did I expect to still be able to drive that car. They didn't question me on these things. You know what? They didn't even ask me how I governed the last church I pastored. They didn't ask me if I was a dictator or if I worked with the deacons or if, you know, they didn't ask me those questions. Maybe they should have, but they didn't. But they did ask me what I believed about the word of God. Where did I stand on this passage? Where did I stand on this truth? And would I stand for what I believed the word of God taught? And would I ever be faithful to preach it? You know what? I honestly believe that what my father said all those many years is still true. A congregation will forgive a pastor for a lot of things. But a congregation ought never to forgive a pastor for not preaching the truth. You can forgive me for a lot of things, and you have. But if I ever stop preaching the truth, you ought not to forgive me. Amen? We stand on this. It's true. It's a self. It ought to be without controversy, the things in the Word of God. And especially what he says here, and I'll finish with this. Notice what he says in that last verse. Without controversy. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. Who is that? God manifested in the flesh. Well, we know that. We know that's Jesus Christ. Whenever we talk about God being manifested in the flesh, we can know that it can be no other person, no other prophet, no other character of Scripture save Jesus Christ himself. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, Preached. What's he talking about? Scene of angels. I think he's talking about there on the on the uh, on the Mount of Transfiguration. I believe that not only was there uh, not only was there two prophets present there, <laughs> Moses and Elijah, but I believe there were angels hovering near, watching after everything that happened. Scene of angels <laughs> preached unto the Gentiles. Oh, aren't you glad they included that? Amen preached unto the Gentiles. We were, we were strangers in the commonwealth of Israel. The commonwealth, if you, if you know what a commonwealth is, Pennsylvania is a commonwealth. And what it's supposed to mean is that all of its citizens share in the wealth of that state. We all share in the natural resources and the beauty and the goodness and and the availability of jobs and, uh, and and the quality of government. We all share. It's a commonwealth. We share it together. Could I tell you that we were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel until God opened the door and let us in. And now the gospel is preached unto the Gentiles. Believed on in the world, received up into glory. You know, it's believed, and, and I would probably agree with it. It is believed by many, many scholars that the last part of this chapter, this verse, number 16, was actually a hymn that they sang together at the conclusion of their communion. When they would break bread and share the communion of the Lord, then they would sing this song. What did they sing? They sang, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, Received up into glory. Sounds like a pretty good song to me. Amen. Sounds like something we can sing with all of our hearts. Hey, your deacons have protected this truth for at least 30 years. And I believe many more ahead of that besides. Amen? So what do they deserve for? from us. They, do, they deserve our honor, our respect. They deserve that we give them a beautiful dignity as they walk among us. And my prayer is that our two new deacons would aspire to emulate what they see in these senior deacons. Amen? That they, they would not necessarily learn From books that they might read, How to Be a Good Deacon, although I I don't discourage that. But what I encourage more than anything, Jason and Eric, if you want to be a good deacon, look at the ones we got. Look at Basil. Look at Donald. Look at Brother Jim. Look at their life. Look at their legacy. Look at their families. And say, glory to his name. God has given us deacons that have purchased unto themselves a beautiful dignity. Amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to bring the message this morning. And Lord, I know I've, I've not preached the same gospel message I typically preach But Lord, the gospel's been presented from this pulpit a thousand times, a thousand times. Lord, if there's somebody here that needs to know you today, they need not wait, they need not put it off. Somebody is standing ready with Bible in hand to show them how to trust the Lord Jesus Christ and become part of the family of God. But Lord, as a church, as a congregation, may we, as Nottingham Missionary Baptist Church, Cherish the deacons that you've given us. And Lord, our younger deacons may need a little encouragement. They may even need a little instruction. Lord, they may need a lot of prayer. But Lord, just as we have encouraged the deacons that have gone before them, Lord, may we encourage them with our love and with our compassion. With our understanding and with our patience, Lord, may they grow in the knowledge of grace and truth, become men who are deserving of a beautiful dignity as well. We pray it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. deep the Father's love
7: for us, how best. Beyond all measure, that he would give his only son to make a wretch his treasure. How great the pain of searing the father. His face away as wounds which mar the chosen one.